November 7th, 2019. I'm Avi Kaufman. And I'm Ron Scharf. And this is Accent Insights. Let's start today with this new construction, 40 Gorham Ave. This is a large 3,100 square foot townhouse right by Brooklyn High School. It's four bedrooms, three and a half bathrooms, listed for $2.75 million. And that's uh, relatively high on a price per square foot basis, $887 per square foot. It's a pretty gorgeous place. Well, Ron, you built a couple new construction townhouses last year. Uh, how does this compare to yours? Well, you know, obviously mine were nicer and much better done in every way. Of course, of course. No, look, it's beautiful, right? It's really, it's a gut rehab. It was, it was done over. It wasn't built up from scratch. Um, it looks great. It's got a lot of glass. It's the right colors. It's beautiful hardwood, um, big open floor plan, all of that. So it's lovely. It's, it's really lovely. There's some interesting choices that they made architecturally that we can talk about. Um, you know, but just on a sort of very basic value per dollar uh, notion, the ones that I built on Winter Road not far away last year, I sold in this price range, the two eight price range, and you know, I'm, mine were five thousand square feet or just under, and um, so a lot more square footage, you know, almost you know more than one and a half times what you're getting here for the same price. And what I what I always say is the air is thin up there, right? There aren't a lot of three million dollar buyers, so you know, um, you're going to see them all pretty quickly. And if you're not priced right, you're going to wait. I, I think that's right. And even if you are priced right, it, when you're selling at this price range, it's normal for it to take a few months, especially at this time of year. It's a different market than our normal four bedroom between 1.3 uh, and 1.5. Um, you know, that those move quickly because there's so many people out looking for them. Here, as you said, it's it's not an ocean of buyers. It's probably a bucket of buyers. Right. And I mean, there are some people in Brookline who've been waiting for just the right thing, which is, you know, a lot, of, as you say, in sort of the bread and butter market of the million and a half, million, million and a half range, you get a lot of people who just, who are there, who, who are in the market, they get bid out, they try again, whatever. Here, you have some of that for sure, um, but it's more sort of opportunistic. People come into some money or uh, or they're moving in. Like my buyers on Winthrop Road, two units also, one was an investor from overseas who took it as a rental and she's getting, you know, ridiculous rent for that unit. And the other was a was an executive who'd been re- relocated. So, you know, they they had to get here. And again, it, would I have sold them quicker at a lower price? Probably. Uh, I think the price was a good price for what they were. I think these are high priced for what they are. Let's talk about the layouts a little bit. Um, you know, these look like new construction. They have that same open uh, floor plan, uh, the very light colors that are in vogue right now with new construction, and, and they're gorgeous. They have a large garage for four cars, a, a single garage for the two units. Um, so something that you might want to check out is the turning radius if you have a, a large car. And like you said, there's some interesting uh, choices that the architect and the developer uh, made. For example, 40 Gorham, the one that came on more recently. And sorry, I don't know if, I don't know if we mentioned, they have two different addresses. One is 40 Gorham, one is 38 Gorham. Um, there is a, a sort of a front house and a back house. Now, I did another project on Toxteth Street a few years back. And I, I will say that I, I definitely had a harder time selling the back house, even though it had some some features that um, the front house didn't have, it had the backyard. Um, it had, right, uh, right. you know, well, access to the garage, which the other one didn't, but back houses are hard. Uh, well, but this, this one, I actually prefer the back house. 
I, I like 38 Gorham Ave uh, better. I thought the the layout of the ground floor was particularly nice and, and uh, had a little bit more of a U-shaped pattern for that open floor plan with the living room, dining room, kitchen, a foyer. Um, they were both gorgeous. And something else of note, the third floor of both of these units have vaulted ceilings. So even though you know, they're third floors and sometimes you get some of those slanted ceilings on these, I felt like that was not an issue. They were very well done with high ceilings on that third floor. But there are also some interesting choices here. On the 40 Gorham, uh, on the 38, there's like a true Jack and Jill bathroom, meaning that there's a bathroom and on either side, there's a bedroom. You can access the, the bathroom through either bedroom. On the 40 Gorham, the front house, uh, there's three bedrooms on that second floor. One is the master bedroom and then two others. But one of the bathrooms uh, it's, it's like a Jack and Jill. One door opens to the bedroom, but the other opens to the hallway. I thought that was an, an interesting choice because, you know, if you're moving into a house of this size, you most likely are going to use at least three of the four bedrooms. Uh, and so someone is always going to be woken up in the middle of the night by someone else going to the bathroom. Right. No, I, I mean, you know, that you get that in a Jack and Jill bathroom also. And the, you know, the annoyance in a Jack and Jill bathroom is if someone comes in from one side, they're going to want to lock the other door and their door and then unlock them both on their way out. Otherwise someone gets locked out. So Jack and Jill bathrooms are an efficiency thing, but I think you're right. This is like a Jack and everyone bathroom, which is a little weird. You could have just as easily seen that bathroom have one door to the hallway in between those two bedrooms, sort of equally accessible to both of them, which is what I normally do with a kid's bath if I don't have room to give each one an ensuite. And and that's lovely. It's funny, you wonder sometimes how some of these choices come about. The other thing I thought that was interesting in, in 40 Gorham is that the powder room on the main floor is in the foyer. Um, so you walk in and the door swings open uh, I think it's to the left and it, it sort of blocks where the little powder room is for that floor. And you see the <laughs> closet on the right and it's not a problem, right? In a way it's nice because it feels separate from the living room and the dining room. You don't feel like because it's that big open floor plan, sometimes people feel self-conscious. They go to the bathroom if it's attached to one of the rooms. So I get it, but it, you have to kind of remember once you, if you walk past it into the house and you're in that living room and dining room and kitchen, which are all kind of wide open to each other, you kind of can wonder, Hey, where's the bathroom? Um, so it's there and it's, it's a choice that bathroom could have been open to the living room, but I think then there would have been privacy concerns. So, you know, you know, at the end of the day, you have that bathroom and you know where it is. It's all good. And now there's a lot more we can say about these two units. Um, they're both lovely. 38 Gorm is uh, a little bit more square footage. It's 3,521 square feet, and it costs 150000 more. It's listed at 2825 It's been on the market for 51 days. Uh, it was originally listed at 2975 so they're still trying to find their place in the market. If you're interested in these, give us a call. But uh, let's move on to another house. Uh, in, in contrast to this one, let's talk about um, this other single family that, that came on the market last week, 54 Welland Road, not far from, from this location, still in Brookline, four bedrooms, three and a half bathrooms, listed for 1.65, and this is 2,600 square feet. Right. And I think this is a great sort of compare and contrast. We've talked about sort of 1.8-ish being the price for a move-inable single family that, that you know, probably could do some work. In that specific neighborhood. In that neighborhood. Well, even on, I think we saw some on Mason Terrace, you know, in that area as well. But yeah, but this is a house that that needs some work. I mean, they're saying some of the bathrooms don't work. Some of the plumbing needs to be redone. So you're walking into this house sort of knowing that there's work to be done. And then there's also some some sort of just quirks in the house that, that's been lived in for a long time and hasn't been completely uh, updated. Um, like 
you know, there's a there's a two car garage, but you can't actually access it currently because the the support beams for the deck block it. So you might have to move those or figure that out. Right. Can't um, access it with a car. You can't get with, right, with right. a car. Right. Correct. Um, yeah, you can use it for storage right. um, for sure. So you're walking into a house that you know needs work and has some compromises. On the other hand, at their asking price of 165, it is lower than what you I mean I think it's priced right, you know, because again, the sort of older houses that you can move into are in the 18 range or a little bit more. And then you have another house that was around the corner earlier this year on Blake Road, I think it was 54 Blake Road, was a beautiful house in great condition, not a rehab, but in great condition, uh, a little bit bigger, but you know, a good comp because of the neighborhood and 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 that one sold for 24. I think, you know, you put in $500,000 in this house and you have a great beautiful house. So if you're willing to put in the time and the money, um, so you're saying put in $500,000, uh 165 for asking price, that brings you to 2.15, which could be a, a, a great deal for uh, a single family house that's all done. Um, but then you're asking, okay, who does that make sense for? You know, are we looking at this as a great deal for an owner occupant where you come in and you're doing the house for yourself? Um, there's a limited pool of people who are going to have both the time and the money and uh, the mindset that they're going to want to take on a project of that scope. Or uh, does the numbers work for a developer where it's their job to come in and w- at what price do they have to sell it for it to be a worthwhile project? Or maybe this will sit a little bit and the market will find a different price. Well, I think I think you've hit it exactly right. I think at this price, it is an opportunity for an owner occupant who wants a single family at the lower end of the price range. I mean, if, if for you know two point one for a gut rehab single family in that neighborhood is great. It's not going to be a huge house. It's twenty six hundred square feet. I don't think the zoning will allow it to get any bigger than that. But it is that is a good size house for a family, um, and if it's brand new, redone. You know, I think you've got something that does have some additional equity when you're done. But I do think that there's not enough additional equity at this price, you know, the price it would, it would cost to, to rehab it for a developer to come in. So I think that does make it an opportunity for, you know, in, you know, an enterprising or entrepreneurial single family buyer because, um, at right where it is right now, I don't think the developers are going to jump on it. They might be kicking around and trying to think about whether they can make it work, but it's not obvious for a developer. Um, and so, you know, if you are the kind of single family buyer that's got the time and the inclination and wants to do it your way and, uh, and doesn't need a house that's super, super big, this could be a great opportunity. Mm. Now, there's a couple of places that came on this week that don't have parking at all included. Now, this one came on with no parking, 405 Washington Street, Unit 1. It's a two-bedroom, one-bathroom, uh, 1130 square feet, listed for 765 And we've actually talked about this complex several times before because there's quite a few units in here. Uh, there, there is rental parking readily available in that area, probably in the 200 to 250 per month per spot range. Um, there's also an assessment on this building of some kind, probably about $8,000 to do some repointing and um, roof work. Um, and this, this unit does not have uh, AC. So uh, what do you think about this one at this price, seven sixty five? given uh, what we learned about demand for two bedrooms with our listings? Yeah, I know. I think that the agent should have called us and, and asked our opinion because, you know, uh, Addington Road sold for seven fifty. It had air conditioning. It had two parking spots. Um, this is a little bit, maybe a little bit more convenient of a location for some 
parts of Brookline, but uh, but also, you know, there are some compromises in this complex. There are some great things and some compromises, but you can take our experience um, recently, you on, on Park Street and me on Addington Road, and the market is hungry for um, the properties that have all of the good stuff, the parking and the air conditioning and whatever, and is less hungry for the properties that have the compromises at a high price. And this is a high price. It's, it's big. It's 1,130 square feet. Great. Um, super convenient location, no question. But, um, you know, the, what we've seen is the market is not eating up just everything that comes along just because it's in Brookline. So I do think, uh, as I think you're implying, this is probably not going to be the sale price. Uh, and it's, it's probably going to float down a fair bit, uh, before they find their buyer. And, you know, and, and with that in mind, I mean, we, it is November. Um, there's still a good solid fall market for four weeks, uh, although Thanksgiving may be a little bit slower, you know, if you're selling right now, you got to think about hitting that price right because there's not a lot of time to kind of feel the market and respond. There's a fair number of properties that have been on the market for 30 plus days right now. Um, and, you know, the market will shut down like December, uh, things go into hibernation. So if I'm a seller right now, I'm thinking either I want to find the right price or I want to pull it and try again in the spring. But uh, most people want to sell. Yeah. Yeah. Now I think that's all for today. Lost of more properties on the market and uh, we're watching a bunch of them. So if you have questions on one that we've talked about or one that we have not talked about, uh, please give us a call, shoot us an email. And we are prepping for a listener question episode. So if you have any, feel free to send those to us as well. For example, he, one that someone asked about is no one ever talks about how important neighbors are to the enjoyment of a home. Do you have any tricks for finding out about neighbors before buying? So that might be one that we address on our listener question episode. Yeah, stay tuned. So until then, uh, we'll catch you next time. Bye.